right, everybody say unshakable faith. Well, hey, you know, I was reading a story about a man, and he was crossing the desert, walking across the desert, and all of a sudden, it had been, it'd been several days that he'd been walking across the desert, and, and he noticed uh, there was an oasis, and he got up to the oasis, he collapsed there at the water's edge, and he said, if I believe that if I drink this water, I'll not die. He said, I believe if I drink this water, I'll not die. And then all of a sudden, he said it with enthusiasm. He said, man, if I drink this water, I believe I won't die. And then he said it with all his heart. I believe if I drink this water, I won't die. And he said it over and over again. I believe, I believe, and I believe. And later he fell over dead. So let me ask you a question. Were the words spoken by the man true or false? It's interesting because Romans chapter 3, verse 26 through 27, and I was talking to somebody the other day and a small group of people and, and really sort of redirected the way that I thought about it. I thought, am I hyper faith? And, you know, that's like extreme, but really it's not hyper faith, but it's unshakable faith. Everybody say unshakable faith. Because, see, a lot of people have faith. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> A lot of people have faith, but the question is, God desires us to have unshakable faith. And in Romans chapter three, verse twenty-six. In 27, it says, For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. For he himself is fair and just. And he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Can we boast then that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It is based on faith. So we are made right with God through faith. So we are made right with God through faith, not by obeying the law. Verse 31. Well then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. This past Tuesday at 6.45, I received a message and I don't have this woman as a friend or anything, but she sent me a message, and it says, I don't attend your church, but I, but I was your waitress at Don's for years. So I've had the pleasure of watching God work in your church and the amazing things that your church has done for Moberly. Tonight, I want to brag on one of your members, Sherry Cross. What a blessing she is. And her faith is remarkable. And her faith is remarkable. Sherry serves on the nursery dream team. And I thought it was interesting because of all the things that she said, Sherry Cross, what a blessing, but, but not that her faith is there, but her faith is remarkable. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for today. And Father, as we look at the law of faith, Father, that, 
faith does not come by what we see, but faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And Father, I know your desire for each and every one of us is to have unshakable faith in this time, Father. And whether we're online, whether we're in the parking lot, whether we're watching in a, a later broadcast, whether we're in person, Father, it's not about where we're at. It's about that living that unshakable faith. But what does that mean? That simply it means, Father, that the message I need to get across to each person, that faith has to become a way of life, especially as a believer in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, everybody said. So it's very simple that faith has to become a way of life. And I think that in the body of Christ, a lot of us have head faith, but we don't really have heart faith. Or we think we have faith, and we have faith in God, but, we, but does it go deeper than that? I mean, how do we get to that unshakable faith? How do we get that centurion-type faith that says, just speak the word, and my son, my child will live? How do we get that unshakable faith of the woman that had the issue of blood for 17-plus years? If I but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made well, how do we get that unshakable faith, that, that faith that becomes a way of our life? And if you don't read it for yourself, then you're just assuming that what somebody's telling you is correct. And if you don't know it, how are you ever going to act on it? If you don't know it, how are you ever going to act on it? Because what is faith and how does it work? Hebrews chapter 11 Verse 1, faith shows the reality, now faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things that we cannot see. Isn't it interesting there? Faith shows the reality of what we hope for, it is the evidence of things we cannot see. So faith is not based on our senses. It's not based, well, I feel like I'm getting better, that's not faith. Well, I see this provision coming in my life, that's not faith. Faith has nothing to do with your senses. But the first two words is now faith. Everybody say now faith. You've got to get this. Faith is always now. God abides in the eternal now. God is a right now God. In Exodus chapter 3 verse 14, when God told Moses to go before Pharaoh, deliver the children of Israel, and Moses asked the question, but who shall I say sent me? And God says, I am that I am, has sent you. God is saying, I am whatever you need in your life right now. If you are sick, I am your healer. If you are in bondage, I am your deliverer. If you are needing a way out, I am the way, the truth, and the life. When God is all things to you, suddenly faith is now. When you realize that God is all things to you, so faith is now. It's right now. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the reality or the substance. But it's not a tangible substance. Faith is reality and substance, but it's not a tangible substance. Faith is unseen. Faith is the substance of what? Of all things, Hebrews says. It is the substance of all spiritual and physical things. Can I see your purse for a minute? I promise I will give it back. I won't destroy it. 
I won't dump it, embarrass you or anything. So how many of y'all know this is a purse? Amen. You can see this purse, right? But this purse is made up of metal. It's made up of thread. It's made up of plastic. It's made up of vinyl and probably some other things that I can't see. But before this purse was a purse and the substance that I can hold of it, the designer, the creator, the maker had to have faith. That when he put the metal, the plastic, the vinyl, the leather, the thread, all that together, that it would create a purse. Amen? Thank you very much. Give her a great big hand clap. So what I'm saying is you got to catch what I'm saying there. Faith is what created that purse first before it was a purse. Faith is what created that before. Faith is a substance of all things, natural and spiritual. So there's two realms in existence in the world right now, physical and spiritual. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 and 12, says God has given us authority over all realms or all spiritual matters. That's where it talks about spiritual warfare and putting on the armor of God. And so what I want you to understand was, was it took faith to create that purse. It took faith to take something out of nothing, put it together, and believe that something would be established. And once we step in our step and we become born again, we step into a spiritual world. But what we un, are unable to touch and see in the physical realm, we're able to touch and see like we are in a physical realm. By faith, we are unable to touch and see in a physical realm. The world where things are created in faith. See, it's looking at it before he touched it and saw it, it became faith. Let me show you in Hebrews 11 verse 3. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we see now did not come from anything that can be seen. The things that we see now are made of things that we could not see. And I know that's deep, but you've got to grab what I'm saying here. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word. The Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything. Everybody say everything. Spiritual and physical through him. And nothing was created except through him. Verse 3 says, all things were made by God. Well, how did he make all things? John 4, verse 24 says, God is spirit. This means all spiritual things and all physical things come from God who is a spirit. So, if we're going to grab what this faith concept, this unshakable faith is all about, that the spirit world is parent over the physical world in our life. In Genesis 1, God did not come out of the beginning. God did not come out of the beginning. He was too big for the beginning. The beginning came out of God in Genesis 1. And anything that exists started with God, the great I am. Now, words. Everybody say words. Words, this is key, and I'm going to really unpack it next week, that, that there's a difference of head faith, which really a lot of people have, versus heart faith, which moves into unshakable faith, and it's all based on words. Because your words, God's words, this word is God's faith container. 
faith container. And if we ever need faith that's unshakable, we need it in the world right now. Amen. Amen. You've got to get what I'm saying here. The Bible says faith is the substance of things. The Bible says everything was made by God. And when we put those two verses together, we have faith had to be in God for things to be made. Because faith is the substance of those things. So faith was in God. And then one day, God decided to put things into motion. But he needed a spiritual container. He needed something that would dig down into his heart. He needed to be filled with the power from within himself to let it be released. Everybody say words. And then he says in John 6, the words that I speak to you are spirit. And they are alive. Only words can dig deep into a man's heart and come out and affect the natural world. Let me put it this way. Who do I got over here? I can't see it. I don't have my glasses on. Miss Kayla, come here. Just stand up. So if I said, Miss Kayla, you are a dirty, low-down, rotten dog. Let me ask you a question. Did that hurt your body or did that hurt your heart? It didn't hurt your heart? What? You're ruining my illustration. But if I, let me take these buckets. If I took this bucket and bashed it over your head, would it hurt your heart or would it hurt your body? There you go. Now she's complete. She's doing nice. What I'm saying is, is get what I'm saying here. Words. Everybody say words. When we say certain things to people, sticks and stones may break my bones, but... Yeah, they hurt, don't they? Amen. I can remember stuff that people rhyme my name with that was inappropriate that still hurt. The exact phrases that they said. Words create atmosphere. Words create atmosphere. Have you ever been in a place where it was happy, it was joyful, it was enjoyable, especially like at the holidays, and you could sense the atmosphere? Then suddenly, a parent in that room shouted at their kids, and it deflated the atmosphere? You ever been in that that work environment where people are going, then all of a sudden the boss rips on an employee and what does it does? It deflates the atmosphere. The ball team is excited and they're pumped up and suddenly the coach rips on one player and what does it do? It deflates the atmosphere. Everybody say words. God decided to put his faith in the container of words. He saw darkness and he said, light in me be. The words he spoke contained the faith that we needed to produce light and life in our lives. God put his and they brought light and life. John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. The Word, capitalized, the Bible, gave life to everything that was created. 
and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So what is God telling us today, Family Life Fellowship? God's Word. God's Word is God's power. God's Word is God's power. And if we really believe that by faith, then why is it so hard to read the Word? Not with our head, but with our heart. Why is it so easy to say the Word 300 times with our head but really not believe that it works. Why do we speak to what we see versus speaking what the Word of God says? Why not when we're in trouble don't we speak victory? Why not when we're sick don't we speak health? Why don't not when we're, we're bound up that we speak freedom? Why don't when we're in darkness speak light? Why don't we speak when we're in division to speak unity? Why don't we speak whatever it is? Why do we speak whatever it is that we see versus what the Word says? Because that's what operates in faith. That's what God did. God in Genesis 1 saw chaos in the world. It was dark and without form or voids. Tohi, bohi, in, in, in the Hebrew. And what did the Bible say? The Bible says God spoke. He released the container of faith through his words. And he spoke and he said, light be. And suddenly order, order came into the world. Everybody say, unshakable faith. Realize, when you get this, the devil cannot keep you prevent you from living a life of faith anymore when you get this. So it's not that I have hyper faith. I'm just moving into a realm of unshakable faith that moves from my head to my heart because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if we're not speaking the word, but we're speaking everything else, then we really got to be real about what, what it is. Because if we really understood this, this would be the top number one priority of our day every day. Every day. Faith is the container of our words. And God equates the word to himself. Next week we're having communion Sunday. Communion should do supernatural miracles in our life. Communion should remind us that we have unshakable faith. But why does our faith get so rocked? Because it's in our head and not our heart. And we'll talk about that next week. For example, if you know the kind of car that I drive, and you see me in that car, you wouldn't say, well, there's a gold GMC terrain. No, what you would say is, hey, there's Vic in that car. Amen? I mean, when you see me, you don't say, oh, there's a, a gold GMC terrain. No, you say, hey, Vic, I saw you in the car. What am I saying? You equated me. You equated me with the brand of car. Follow what I'm saying. Because my car contains me, that you're seeing me when you see the container. John 1.1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
that God puts himself in the word. God puts his life and his light and his power in the word of God. The container of faith is words. Everybody say words. Hebrews 1.3. He upholds all things by the word of his power. Why does God's word say that? Because the word is his power. The word is his power. And very simply, when you have faith in the word, then faith equals the word. Pick up your Bible. Pick up your Bible. Hold it in your hands. Do you realize that when you hold this Bible in your hand, you're holding or holding the Bible in your lap? Or pulling the Bible up on your 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 you version app? Do you realize? I don't think you realize. You've got the power of God right there with you. The power of God right there with you. I mean, you don't get it because we don't operate in it. John 1, 3. All things were made by with him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Because the word is God, and God is the word. In John 1, 3, you could say it this way. All things were made by the word, and without the word was not anything that was made. Folks, all I'm trying to tell you is if you want unshakable faith, fall in love with the word. Fall in love with the word. Not just reading it, because you, you have a day to read on the one-year Bible, but read and fall in love with the word. Let me tell you, I'm going to give you a warning right now. I'm going to give you a warning. If you do what you did, if they shut down the country again, what they're projected to in late January, first part of February, and if you don't fall in love with the word, and you don't establish a sustainable habit, that means if you read the word at 5 o'clock in the morning, if you go into shutdown, you need to read the word at 5 o'clock in the morning, so when we come out of shutdown, you're still able to read the word. Amen? And if you don't have anything else to do, read the word. Faith equals the word. And all I'm trying to do is give you a new insight to fall in love with the Word of God. And you know what? If we as Christians begin falling in love with the Word of God, even right here in north central Missouri, it will begin to resolve all the issues that we're going through. Just like I talked about last week, racism. Everything that we've learned about healing and freedom and prosperity and deliverance, and restoration, salvation, we've learned from this book. That's, you know, that's why it's so hard to read. But, all I, but if you say, man, this book is alive, and I want it to talk to me, and I'm going to talk to it, just like I do to God, because it's a living word. Zoe, it's the very breath and life of God. See, faith is in God's word. But we can't see faith because it's an unseen substance. Yet if we put faith in words and write them down, we can look through the eyes of the word and see faith. Because then faith begins to equal the word of God. You want unshakable faith? Just fall in love with his word and read it. Chew on it. Meditate on it day and night. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. You can interchange the word faith and the word of God. Let's interchange faith and the word of God. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now the word of God is the substance of things hoped for. 
For the word of God is the evidence of things not seen. Go back to the four opening verses. Habakkuk 2.4, Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, Hebrews 10.38. The just shall live by the word of God. The word of God. Because when you live by God's word, you're living by faith. And whatever is not faith does not please God, but whatever is faith pleases God. And when you live by faith, you're living by God's word. God's faith is in his word. Your faith, family life fellowship, needs to be in his word. All I'm trying to share with you is I've learned to live by God's word. It's not hyper faith, it's just living by faith, living by the word. I conduct my finances by his word. I treat my wife the way that she should be treated, Ephesians 5, by the word. I raise my children the way that I should raise my children, Ephesians 5, by the word. I fight the the enemy and the forces of darkness off my life, Ephesians 6, by the word. It's by the word. I try to manage our staff by the word. Why? Because faith, faith has become a way of life for me. God's faith is in his word. You must establish the law of faith as I close in your heart and life. Why? Because God has said, I've done everything that I'm going to do about healing and finances and the devil and your prosperity. Everything. Because the word is his will, Romans 3.27 said. And God has already said a yes to a life of faith. Faith is a law. A law is something that works the same way every single time. Take gravity. It works, amen? But gravity, if I jump off here, I'm going to go down. So it's not a choice, it makes it. But God allows faith law to be optional. So every head bowed, every eye closed. Everybody say unshakable faith. It's like the law of salvation. If you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. If you confess with your heart, or if you confess, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. So right now, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you've never asked Jesus Christ into your heart, or maybe you once walked with Jesus, but you've walked away. But you say, you know what? Today, I'm ready to come back home. And I just want you to raise your hand up high right now. Raise it up high. And as you raise your hand up high, just pray this simple prayer. Say, dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to come into my life. Please forgive me where I've sinned. And let me have a brand new start in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Give those people a great big hand clap. And If you prayed that prayer, please fill out the Connect card. Place it in the black box. Give it to somebody who will be up here to pray for you at the end. But folks, That way we can help you with next steps. But I just really want you to understand unshakable faith. 
These times are really showing us where our faith is as the body of Christ. But not that. It's really showing us where our faith is as an individual Christian. And I believe that you better enjoy church now because I don't know if we'll have church like we've had church in the past. And that's not a negative statement. But when I read Ezekiel, if you've been reading your one-year Bible, it is really an incredible picture of right now. It really is, and it's scary. And all I'm trying to say is quit looking at the symptoms and look at your heart. Because Ezekiel, it's not about the symptoms. It was a heart issue of the individual people, of where their heart was really with God. And to be real and say, man, where am I really at in this relationship with Christ? Because when you study Matthew 24 and other verses, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Naturally. You think it's bad now? It's going to get worse. And you're going to have to have unshakable faith, as the Bible says, to make sure that you endure to the end. That's the key. I want to get you to the end. I want you to finish well. Whether pre-trib, mid-trib, whatever. As far as rapture, I don't know where you stand. It doesn't matter. I just want to make sure you endure and that we all make it to heaven. But it's going to start establishing now a foundation of unshakable faith. Everybody say unshakable faith. Let me pray a blessing over you. Make sure you grab some food at the food truck. If you're a veteran, we're going to let them go first to the food truck. Father God, or those serving actively. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that those who served really showed us unshakable faith in our country. And Father, that, that, that Lord, you'll, Holy Spirit, you'll wake us up. And this week, we'll really examine where our faith is. And we'll examine what our faith is in. Is our faith in the economy? Is our faith in, in politics? Is our faith in religion? Is our faith in another person? Or is our faith in the Word of God? The Word of God that never fails. The Word of God that covers a multitude of failures. The Word of God, though everything else will pass away, the Word of God will remain. The Word of God that never returns void, but accomplishes what it was sent to do. Father, give us that unshakable faith that comes from your word. Give us a love for the word of God like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful and amazing week.